This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. I am interviewing Ashwarya. She is a Bollywood actress that actually moved to India from the United States. She is an Indian actress that acts in Bollywood and I just thought it was so cool to have her on my podcast because it's something that I don't really know the industry at all. Like I barely know Hollywood, let alone Bollywood. So on my bucket list is to watch a few more Bollywood movies and I know my roommate really loves a couple of of them so i'm gonna get some recommendations from her but i just thought this was really cool interviewing someone in an industry that i don't really know much about and i can't wait for you guys to hear i think her story is really really interesting and we actually did this interview a few months ago but i'm just getting around to posting it now because you guys i have pre-recorded so many episodes i am very very ahead of the game for the podcasting world i'm trying to slow down a bit i've also been feeling not gonna lie a little bit unmotivated with the podcast i feel like um i don't know what to do like i want to kind of change it up i want to pivot a little bit i love the guests i have on but i kind of want to do more either like off the podcast you know like with social maybe coming up with merch i honestly don't know but i would love your ideas on anything you want to see and i would love your feedback so if you could dm me that would be awesome but i can't wait to get into this episode so let's just get into it Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 
350 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type RealReal under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. RealReal under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on. I have never had someone that was in acting on my podcast, so I'm really excited to have you on and hear all about your story. So we are just going to get right into it, but we always start off with setting the record straight. So this is where I say some assumptions or stereotypes, and then you'll tell me if they're true or false. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) All right, so the first one is you need to take acting classes before you go into acting. That is not true. Um, You don't have to take any acting classes. You don't have to take any workshops. You don't have to have any sort of formal training. It's not required. It always looks better um, Mm -hmm. because um, they'll consider you, you know, a trained actor then. Um, It definitely helps you um, brush up on your skills. It helps you kind of do what we call RIAs, which is um, practicing. You want to keep practicing your craft because that's how you will be able to perfect it. So yeah, no form of formal training is required necessarily. Did you have formal training prior to getting into acting? I did, I did, I did. So I've always done theater growing up. My parents always put me in plays and musicals. And um, at that point, it was just like fun for me, you know, it was like an extracurricular activity. And then in middle school, I started really taking interest in it. And then finally in high school, I was like, mom, dad, I really want to do something with this. So they sent me to NYFA, the New York Film Academy. And at that point, I was only, I think, so if I was in 11th grade, 15, maybe 15. And they sent me for a summer course. So I was there for about like two-ish months. And um, 
yeah, I, that was the first form of training that I had. And then after that, uh, continued with the theater here locally in Maryland and DC. And then when I went to um, India, I had some more training done there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's always something that I, I'm always wondering, do people need to take like full on extensive acting courses before they go into acting? Does it look better? And I do agree, like, I, I guess it like does look better. But I always wondered, like, do directors or people that are casting, like casting directors, do they really look into like the courses that you have taken? Or is it more just like how the audition goes? I think it's more so how the audition goes, because a lot of times they're just looking for someone that's really, really raw. You know, like, and a lot of times they take the time to give you workshops and perfect you for that character that they're looking for specifically. So a lot of times if you don't know so much about it, it's great too. Um, But then a little bit of training, I think always helps you probably because you know, you're more comfortable in front of a larger crowd. If it's something live, if you're in front of the camera, I know I was like, I was terrified the first time I was in front of a camera, my body just became stiff, you know, and it's, it's something that I had done before. So, um, I think a little bit here and there is, is good. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. The next one is you receive a lot of rejection before your first yes in the entertainment industry. Okay, so yes, but they're a lot nicer with women. Um, You know, they'll let you down easy. It's not that like they're more accepting of you, but it's just that they'll let you down easier and they'll be a little bit more sensitive. Um, But rejection is there, like straight from Mm -hmm. the beginning, you know? And most times you don't even get um, an answer as to why you didn't get it or what went wrong or nothing. It's just like, oh, I didn't hear back from them. It's been like a week, two weeks, a month. So you just accept the fact that it's a no. (laughs) Right, right. Can you follow up or no? That's typically not like uh, what you do in the acting world. Okay, so I didn't do this at first, but now since I've been working um, in the industry for some time now, I have a, you know, a more personal friend type relationship with a lot of casting directors so i'll just be like hey like did you guys finalize on the role for x y and z and they'll be like oh no we're still working on it or oh yeah we locked that like you know this long ago and then i'm just like oh okay mm-hmm. um obviously it's to find out if i got it or not or what went wrong but then right. i guess like ways you can ask to kind of get an answer right right yeah the next one is you have to fit one body type to get into modeling mm-hmm. I want to say yes and no. You definitely want to be fit. So I modeled here when I was a kid. Um, and a lot of times I got told I was, I was like too chubby. I was this, I was that. And like, I never took it personally because like I was always a happy kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the modeling world here and in India is like it's worlds apart, literally, because here I think you do have to fit into that certain, that specific body type. They're extremely tall. The girls, um, they're very, very thin, but fit. Um, In India, Indian women have a completely different body type. Like Mm -hmm. we're a lot, we have like really tiny waists and then we have like larger hips and like we're curvy. So I think modeling in India is different and the body types are different because those garments are made to fit our body type. Right. Um, Right. Which is like the complete opposite here. I feel like, um, like all these models, the, the high end professional models, they're, they're like a lot more straight cut. Right. I still feel like in the U.S., the diversity in the modeling industry is increasing, which is great. Mm, yes, that's true. 
I do feel like it's still that stick skinny girl and then they'll have like one plus size and one a little curvy and one, you know, it's like just one here and there to sprinkle in diversity. But honestly, I still feel like I see the same like really skinny, tall, blonde, or maybe not even blonde, but you know, just like that same body type on all the runways and in all the advertisements. And that happens with race too, you know, like there's so many, just now I've started to see a lot more South Asians, African Americans, like, and so refreshing to see, you know, because growing up, I already knew I didn't have like the height. I'm five, eight and a half, but still not tall enough to model here. And then my body wasn't, you know, fitting as per the requirements. So I always thought that, okay, I could do this as a kid, but then as I get older, it might not be as much of an option. So when I went to India, I went there thinking I can only act. I can't do anything else here because I didn't know. Um, And then, yeah, this door completely opened up like a whole avenue of opportunities in India with the modeling, which I never knew was even a possibility. Yeah, no, that's crazy how that happens. And I'm really excited to get into your journey and how you got to where you are today. So what's your background? Like, tell us your story. You grew up in the United States and you went to school here or what? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. So yeah, I've been in the United States, born and raised. I was in Jersey first, and then we moved to Maryland, um, went to school here and everything. I went to the University of Maryland College Park. I was a biology student, wanted to be a dentist. And then acting just kind of never let me be. I always was doing something or the other, either in Maryland or DC, acting related. And then instead of doing the internship route, I decided to go to India and take an acting course there. Um, So I went there, I spent three months with the course and then four months in total in India. And I came back and I was just not in it. You know, like I just didn't want to go back to school. It was time, I think it was past date to sign up for classes. And my dad's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you can, it's great to have you home, but like, what's next? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, where's your head at? So I was like, I want to go back to India. And they're like, okay, like just tell us. Yeah. I went back probably in October ish of 2015. And then I stayed there until the end of the year. I came back for the holidays and then I was in the same place again, you know, like, am I going to be back in school come the next semester? Am I going to go back to India? So I really thought about it. And my parents and I decided that like, this is something that I really want to do. It's, it's for me. So I decided to go back to India, but then, um, there was an entire crew here from India, I think in February in my town in Frederick, Maryland, shooting for a Bollywood film. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And they happened to be staying at one of my dad's friend's hotel. So I was like, I have to go meet them, you know, like, I'm just gonna go and show up at their hotel and be like, oh, hey, what's up? So that's literally what I did. I was introduced to them. They were actually, they hired a local casting agency to cast for like, you know, the like Indian roles or like, whoever xyz in in the film and i was like oh i wish i knew about it um so they auditioned me a couple days after for uh, a role in the film and then i ended up getting it so i stayed here i pushed my flight back um from india or to india and then i shot for the film and that was my first film set experience film anything related experience and it was so so amazing. So I finished shooting for that. And then I guess maybe a couple weeks after I went back to India and that's when my journey in India really, really began. 
Wow. So you literally just walked up to them and like introduced yourself. I mean, they say to be like, you know, out there and bold and just put yourself out there. And so I was like, this is my chance, you know, wow. I, I faced rejection before. So like another time isn't going to hurt. Yeah. And especially in this line, like you face rejection all the time. Right. So, right. Yeah, That's <laughs> incredible. That decision probably changed the rest of your life. I feel like just making that introduction, going to that person and just introducing yourself. Definitely. It really did. What was I your role? Yeah, no. What played, was your role in the film? I played the role of the leading lady's best friend. So she had come to the United States from India and I was kind of her like, go-to person like I was like well this is where I live and this is what I do and I helped her get a job in the film and yeah it's like I was like her local guide come best friend so you <laughs> had like a pretty big role I would say right was it yeah, a pretty- in the second half of the film yes for sure that's super super cool I mean just what happens when you walk into a place and introduce yourself and go after it, I feel like that's really inspiring for so many people that might be in similar situations where they have someone that is like a big deal near them and they're afraid to like go and make that introduction. But I think that yeah. that, I mean, like you said, like what's the worst that can happen? You get rejected. Exactly. exactly. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. And how was it when you moved from the U S to India? Was it, what was like the culture shock there? Did you experience culture shock at all? I didn't experience culture shock all that much because, well, my family is Indian. We are Indian. We've gone to India. I don't know how many times. Um, but And going to India was like one of my favorite things to do in the summer because like food and shopping, I love Indian clothes and getting all dolled up. And then my dad's entire side, well, not so much anymore, but like growing up, they were all in India. So that was the only time I ever got to see them. But my family is from a different part of India. We're from Gujarat, which is quite close to Bombay, Mumbai, but the language is different. So in Gujarat, we speak Gujarati and Gujarati was my first language even before English. And then moving to Bombay, they speak Hindi and Marathi there. So Hindi I've always understood and like I can speak, but it's like at that time it was kind of broken or like if I was Mm -hmm. speaking to someone whose mother tongue is Hindi, like I would get really scared speaking to them because I'm like, oh my God, what if I didn't form the sentence properly or like, you know, you don't want to, you want to sound smart when you're speaking. So I was always scared of that. But culture wise, no, not really. The food's the same. Dressing is the same. Like culture values, all those things are pretty much the same. Right. And when you moved there, were you like, were you planning on moving there permanently? Or was it like, I'm going to be there for a year or a few months or? Okay. So I, was I did not intend on living in India whatsoever um, because I'm super, super, super close to my family and like we're worlds apart. So um, I never intended on living there, but I knew that I wanted to act. So I was basically just like testing the waters there and seeing, um, but then days turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into years now. So I would consider, I mean, I always call Mumbai home. So I guess I have two homes now. (laughs) That's awesome. And you say that in India, you weren't planning on modeling while you were there and it just kind of happened. How does modeling just kind of happen? Like, did you get discovered somewhere or where did your modeling journey begin? I got discovered. So, um, it, I actually remember exactly what I was doing. So do you remember when the jungle book came out? Mm-hmm, the like live action film. Mm-hmm, yeah. Years ago. So I was just, it was late at night. I think it was like the last show I was waiting for my friend 
uh, to join me. And then there was some other woman standing there, I guess, waiting for her brother or somebody to come. And we're just standing there like on the phone, waiting, waiting, waiting. And she just like looked at me a couple of times and I'm like, what is this person doing? Like, why are you being so weird? And then she finally came up to me and she was like, hi, you're really beautiful. Have you ever considered modeling? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I used to do this as a kid. Um, kind of trying to now, but like, I don't really know what the process is. I don't really know how to get in touch here. So I'm pretty new. I'm trying to figure it out. And she's like, I work with Quan. Like I had the modeling department there and we'd love to have a meeting with you maybe on Monday and see where that takes us. And I was just like, what? I just came to watch a movie and now this is <laughs> happening. So I was really excited that that happened. Um, I did go and meet them the following Monday and um, I've been signed. I'm not with the same company, but I've been signed with her ever since. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, it's just crazy at how some things can kind of fall in your lap like that. And I mean, that's insane. And so when you say that you weren't expecting to model or anything like that, was it ever something that you were interested in when you moved to India since it, or is it still like you have to be super tall there and you didn't think that maybe you could do it or why weren't you like actively pursuing it? So what happened was that I always thought I had to be according to the U.S. standards or like the right. European standards, which is like the women are so tall and they're so, their, their body cuts are different. Mine's very different from that. And um, so I just went to India expecting that modeling is all the same, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you are or anything, but it kind of makes sense now that it's not the same because like Indian women aren't all that tall, you know, mm -hmm. I think the average height is five, two, five, three. And yeah. Yeah. So I just didn't think it was an option. And then me being five, eight and a half, like it's very much an option there, even shorter models. So I guess that's why I wasn't actively pursuing it, but I'm so glad I met her the day I met her, the time I met her. Right. I'm so glad I went to see that movie because it just kind of happened. Yeah. I love stories like that because those things, it really is like if your friend was with you at the time, or if you didn't go see that movie at that show time, or if that lady wasn't waiting outside, like your life would be drastically changed. It would be so different. So that's really, I love hearing stories like that. I just think it's always like you never know what's going to happen and you don't even necessarily need to be actively looking for something. Sometimes things just fall into place. Yeah. Which is sure. really cool. And so are, you're in Bollywood right now, right? Like that's like the industry that you're working in? Yes. So how is it to get your foot in the door in Bollywood? I feel like from what I've heard, it's very difficult to like, enter into it right like it's difficult to get roles and to get in movies there so was your first foot in the door when you were working back in Maryland and then you had those connections or how did you get your foot in the industry um I don't think it was exactly or entirely back when I was in Maryland when I shot for that film because uh, the entire team yes they're from India and Maryland both but everyone was very new like the director was very new um, producer was very new the team um, the team had well-established actors um, but everything was really new so and unfortunately that film didn't do that well um, but that's okay um, it didn't really like you know help me get through right. the door. Um, auditions and just getting work, yeah, in Bollywood is quite difficult um, because um, I hate using this word, but there's so much nepotism. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, like star kids, you know, they are right. the next generation. And 
cool. I mean, it works out for them and whatnot, but there's so much talent, you know, in this world, there's so much talent. And a lot of times it just goes so unrecognized. Um, but I think what helped me is, um, the fact that I have such a great group of friends in India, such a great mm -hmm. support system. We always tell each other when there are auditions or when we feel as though, oh, this audition might not work out for me. This sounds like it's, it would work out really well for you. So we help each other with like castings. And so, a lot of times there's so much going on, but you still don't know about everything that's going on. Right. So we have like this little group where we tell each other about things. And then, um, I actually ended up shooting for a really, really, really well-known film called Gully Boy um, um, back, I think I shot for it in 2008 and it released 2018, sorry. And it released in 2019, February. It's one um, of the uh, highest grossing films, right? Yes. Yes. That's insane. Yes, it is. And I was blown away. So I got the call for the audition, um, not directly through the casting director. My friend heard about it and she was told she doesn't fit the character, but if she knows of anyone to like, let them know. So they called me and I rejected um, the audition because I was like, oh, you know, it doesn't seem like I'm going, that role is going to make an impact in the film. So I was just like, I don't want to be, you know, someone that you don't remember at the mm -hmm. end of the film, you know, because then what's the point? Like, yeah, I'll get to meet these A-list celebrities and whatnot, but like, I need to gain something out of it, as selfish as that is. No, um, I mean, but, it's your career. It's work, you know, yeah. it's work. Um, so I rejected the audition and then my friend calls me maybe a day or two later and she's like, um, hey, did they call you? And I was like, yeah, I said, no, I don't, I don't feel like going. And she's just like, are you crazy? Like, what is wrong with you? And then behind my back, she goes and calls the casting director back and she's like, oh yeah, sure, will be there at whatever time suits you. And they're like, great, how's Monday at 3 p.m.? And she's like, perfect. So then she calls me back up and she's like, hey, you've got an audition Monday at 3 p.m. And I'm just like, for what? And she's like, for the film that I told you about. And I was like, why? I said, no. She just had a really strong feeling about it. And um, once you schedule a time with a casting director, you don't want to back out. It looks really right. bad for like future projects. Or maybe it seems as though you're not reliable and whatnot. And a lot of times you just have to like kiss their butts. <laughs> to, yeah. to get the calls, you know, just being frank. But um, I didn't want to miss the audition now because um, it would look bad on my part. So I went Monday at three and um, it went so well. Like I gave the audition and right away they were like, oh, what are your dates? We need to block this, this and that. And I thought that was just normally how they, you know, talk to you after an audition. Right. I didn't take it all that seriously. So then, yeah, I left the audition. I went and I met that friend and I was like, Hey, thanks for sending me and still didn't think too much about it. And then she goes, um, well, they call me a day or two later and they're like, you've been confirmed. Like you're blocked for this. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> That's insane. This is amazing. So I really, really, really thanked my friend for pushing me, sending me to that audition. And, um, yeah, I think I'll always be thanking her for that first push that I needed to get into it. Right. And that movie before you, when you were auditioning for it, you probably had no idea how successful it was going to be. Oh, no. Yeah, because that's one of these most, it's again, like the highest grossing films in 2019, which is yeah. so insane. And did you, what was the experience working on a set like that with a lot of big names and big stars? And was the director like a big director or... Yeah, yeah, she's huge. So um, I 
actually like forget the audition like I didn't know what the film would be about or how far it would go how well it would do even while filming it like you only you're only there for what you're shooting for right they're not gonna be like here's the script this is what our movie's about right so even when I was shooting for it I was like I, I didn't know what was going on all that mm-hmm. much and it was it was the night of the premiere that I was just like this, the yeah. film is literally so amazing. But being on that set, I would like to consider that my first real experience um, in Bollywood, just because of the people that I got to meet. And I think that was another big reason as to why I wanted to do the film, because I knew who all was in it, like production-wise, acting, actors-wise. Um, the director, the director is phenomenal. All of her films mm-hmm. are like, are like gully boy level standards. Right. Like they're just amazing. They're not, they're not the typical thing that you, that you, you always get to see, or like you can't even predict what the ending is going to be. Like, it's just, she's so amazing. Um, but she was insanely kind. She invited me over to her house for a cup of coffee. And she knew that I would like, before we started shooting for the film, right. she knew that I'd never done any work before. So she made it a priority to make me feel comfortable. You know, I had, three, I had, yeah, I had only three scenes in the film, um, but they were all so great. And she still was like, we can have a workshop for you. We can figure this out. Like, don't be worried or don't be just, if you have a question, ask it, you know, right. Like, we want you to be comfortable because we want you to do well and we want a great end product. So she made me insanely comfortable. She's, she's just phenomenal. Um, if you ever get a chance, look her up. Her name is Zoya Akhtar. Um, she's done some great work. And then actors wise, um, there was amazing talent in the film, but I only got to meet one of the actors, Ranveer Singh. Um, I got to do my scenes with him. And I think more than being nervous about being in front of the camera for such a big production for the first time, I was more nervous being next to him because I was just like, you're so good at what you do. It just almost feels as if it's like, it just comes so naturally to him. Mm-hmm. And he's done so many diverse roles and whatnot. And like, I have a huge crush on him. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was more nervous being next to him than filming that's so fun I mean hey if you put me in a room with like uh Brad Pitt or something like that I'm not getting a word out I'm like (laughs) nervous so I completely understand actually I don't understand but I would understand (laughs) if I was in that situation (laughs) definitely yeah and from there on, I feel like a lot of doors must be opening for you after having such a big name on your resume. Are you planning on staying in India and doing more work and working in Bollywood more? Or what are like your next plans? My next plan. So I've Gully Boy released a year ago. Um, after that, I haven't done all that much acting work because modeling just like it was just it exploded. And I love that like design. It's not just because of the film, but I think it's also because I had already established myself as a model. And then the film happened, like lots of high end designers and just like Lakme Fashion Week, which is Fashion Week in India. And um, just a lot of more doors for modeling opened up. And then I started. So acting wise, yes, I didn't get to book anything, unfortunately, but the kinds of auditions I was getting so much better like at a different level you know it wasn't oh like this person's friend and this person's sister it was like more and if it was somebody's friend or sister they were like a much more prominent roles right roles something that made an impact or a difference in the film or the web series um 
I don't know if you watch like a lot of Netflix shows or like web shows, but like they're so on the rise now in yeah. India on all platforms, whether it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, there's so many. And so there's just so much work that's out there and the quality of work is great. Right. So I'm, right. I'm really excited for that. Um, I was really excited for this year too, with everything like work-wise in India, but um yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. I'm not sure when I'll get to go back, honestly. Right. I do want to be in India right now because that's where work is. That's where life is. Um, but no idea. Yeah, how has COVID um, changed, like, the production industry and the film and modeling industry there? I feel like it's just at a complete standstill all around the world. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's so sad because there's just such great content. There are films that are ready to be released that – have just been shelved now because they can't, you know, right. all the theaters are shut. A lot of them are looking into um, releasing on web-based platforms, um, which is also great. But then um, when it com- comes to like box office earnings and whatnot, that there, that won't exist. Um, everything is on pause for sure. I actually, when I came home on March 15th or 16th, or when I left India on that day, um, I felt insanely guilty, you know, because it wasn't, COVID wasn't really all that much talked about in India at that point. You know, we hadn't started taking it seriously. Um, we just thought it would pass. So I felt really guilty for just panicking and be like, I need to go home. Right. And I was home for a week. And then I found out that India is on complete lockdown. I felt guilty because I thought I was, you know, being a baby and leaving work behind and, you know, just pushing back work in general. Um, but not happy that India was on lockdown, but happy that I wasn't missing out on something that could, you know, change my life. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that you made such a good call looking back because now you are like stuck in one place, you know, you could have, you could be with your family. So I think you made such a good call, but I am curious as to when production will start again. So like, when are things going to start? I mean, that's something even, I know like Canada started production here. Um, so like a lot of us things are now being filmed in Canada for now, but it's just, I feel like it's going to impact COVID is going to impact a lot long-term, like how many people can be on a set at once or even like romantic scenes. Like, are you going to want to have romantic scenes in movies if people are touching all the time, you know? So I wonder how that's going to, going to affect everything. Yeah. I'm not really sure about how they're going about that in India right now. I know that I would not want to shoot for a really, for a while, even if they have already started just to be safe. Um, I know that it's been, what, three and a half months now, I think, since the initial lockdown started in right. India. And um, they were only planning on being shot until maybe April. And then it just kept getting extended and extended and extended. Um, I know that big production houses want to start filming again just because mm-hmm. there's so much on the line. But they're also so considered and like so scared for everyone that they're going to have on set. So I guess there's really no right or exact answer as to when they're going to start. Right. Uh, I hope whatever they do, they just take all precaution and everything like necessary for everyone to be safe, not just to, you know, get the work out there. Right. I co- totally agree. And before we leave, what is your best advice for someone who is getting into the entertainment industry and wants to get into acting? I'll definitely say don't, don't, don't ever give up. This is something that really requires a lot of time, a lot of hard work, dedication, and I think most importantly, support 
from your right. friends and your family, you know, it's not just something that you can do alone. And this is something that I'm so thankful for with my friends here and then back in India and my family as well is that they've just been so supportive. It's never been like, all right, you know, time to come home, let's go because it's a completely different life. You know, a lot of times when you say you want to be a dentist, you want to be a, uh, an entrepreneur, like, you know, you, you, you have this idea, you go to school for it, you get your degree and then, then you do it, you make it happen. But then with acting, there's no formula. There's no exact way to do anything. And like we talked about earlier, it's literally a matter of timing. If I wasn't there at that time or on that specific day, it wouldn't have ever happened. So I think, um, yeah, support and just believe in yourself. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Totally. I love those answers. And I really think that, especially with acting, it's one of those things that one thing can make or break you. So you have to keep going. You can't just give up after the first thing or first rejection. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I loved having you. And where can they find you, like social media or what do you want to shout out? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time talking to you. All the questions were amazing. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ashwarya with two A's at the end. This side after that, I'll send you um, what it is. Yeah. And I will have it in the show notes. So awesome. that sounds great. But yeah, Instagram's the way to go for sure. Um, yeah. I look forward to seeing this once it's out (laughs) yeah well thank you so much again for being on my podcast and everyone be sure to go follow her i want to watch gully boy now so that i can like find your clip in it (laughs) because my roommate was telling me it's like an amazing movie because she's seen it and i haven't seen it so i'm like "Hmm, maybe i'll check it out because i actually haven't seen any bollywood movies so i really want to check it out and i feel like that's a good one to start with yes please do you'll love it Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know your thoughts on it. Please, if you guys enjoyed it, give it five stars and I'd love to know any other guests or any other industries that you would like. This is definitely a new industry for me and just someone in the entertainment world, but in Bollywood especially, I thought it was so interesting learning about and I would love to hear your thoughts and any additional feedback that you guys have. But if you guys did like this episode, please give it five stars on iTunes. That really helps me out a lot and I can't wait to see you guys next week. I will see you guys next week. I know I skipped a week because I was just really unmotivated, really not in the mood, and I'm a firm believer that you gotta upload whenever you are happy, whenever you are actually inspired, whenever you your like mindset and heart is in it, because I feel like people will know if it's something that you don't want to do. So that's always something I want to share with you guys. But anyways, that's a little off topic. I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts, and I'll see you guys in the next episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.